Hello and welcome to another episode of the Faith Filled Friday podcast. I'm Steve Samuels and today I'm going to fly solo and I'll tell you why in a moment. But before we get into that, let me just start off by saying I have a new intro I want to throw out there. It's a way of kind of summarizing what Faith Filled Friday is and what it's supposed to accomplish So I posted this in our About section on our page on Facebook, and here is what it says. Our threefold mission, to use social media to help alleviate the fears that many feel today, to encourage believers to use our collective social media voice to point people to Jesus, and to help Christians just to get along online, okay? A lot of us, as we share our thoughts and views on various things that are prevalent today on social media sometimes can slide into the area of saying things in a way that doesn't sound like Jesus. So we want to just remind people to, you know, play nice in Jesus' name while we're all online, okay? So that's really the threefold mission, if you will, of the Faith-Filled Friday podcast And the hashtag, which is a reminder to send up on your social media accounts, something that's faith-filled, something that points to Jesus, something that can help with the alleviation of those fears, to do all that on a Friday, but really every day of the week, obviously. But at the very least, do it on Friday. Do it on one day of the week. How about Friday? And if we do it all together as a collective, think of the power that can come about if a non-Christian begins to scroll on a Friday morning and they see faith-filled, faith-boosting, faith-building posts that point to Christ in a day that is full of angst and anger and lack of peace online and offline. So why am I flying solo today? Well, it has to do with a little glitch that happened when I sat down with Carolina and began to record our podcast, which is supposed to be the one you're hearing right now, the entire recording just disappeared, like right before my very eyes. Right now I'm staring at my computer and uh, it's showing, you know, a big red dot. It's recording. I see sound waves telling me that this recording is recording, which is what we saw last time too. Then I hit stop, and all of a sudden, no more recording. Everything just literally disappeared before my very eyes. And so here I am now flying solo because we couldn't find any other time to do it again in tandem. So yeah, that's why I'm here alone. So what I'm going to do is basically just share everything that I shared when we actually did sit down together and talk. And uh, Carolina will come back in with what you wanted to share when we see her again next week. So what did I want to bring that hopefully will be something that is faith-filling and faith-building and edifying to your soul and your spirit, considering the time that we live in today? Well, actually, before I even tell you what it is, let me tell you this. You Faith-Filled Friday people who are following us one way or another on social media, I want you to know you are awesome because I had, and some of you probably know this, I did uh, podcasting and blogs and all things social media at various times in the past. And I stopped doing all those things just because I thought it was time to move on. And then all of a sudden, here comes George Floyd, here comes pandemic, and here comes all these things that I'm thinking we need to be addressing as Christians online. 
that's why I'm here doing this right now. But when I was doing all the previous stuff in the past, did I get comments? Yes. Did I get uh, feedback? Yes. Did I get likes and loves and all those kind of things that you want to see on social media? Yes. Did I get a lot of it? Not really. And look, I don't do this for that reason. And I, I don't go online because of the hit of dopamine that I get when I see a like or a love to a comment that I made or to a post that I put up. It's because I want to actually say something that hopefully is of value to the people listening. And here's the funny thing about that. If it is valuable, you probably will get the like and the love and what have you. So all that to say this. In my previous online life of posting things and the like, I got very little uh, feedback. And it's something you kind of want because you, you do want some kind of indication that what you're, what you're doing is having some kind of effect. So this is a new thing online. It's not, you know, years old. And so my expectation was that the audience at first would be small. There would be... Uh, not much activity online, not many views to our videos, et cetera, et cetera. But truth be told, the feedback thus far has really surprised me. It's not gangbusters, it's not massively huge, but what we're seeing surprises me. And I've gotten um, some comments from people saying basically, hey guys, great job, keep it up, this is awesome. So to all of you who are commenting in this manner, thank you so much because it really is very encouraging. It's a sign that this actually is resonating with other people out there. And, you know, if you're a pastor in a church and you're in a pulpit, you want to know that as you open up the Word of God and preach, that people are listening to you because you want to see spiritual formation in their lives, right? So I'm not a pastor, but this is uh, things that we find in Scripture and the Word of God. And I would hope that these are things that are, in fact, resonating with you as you hear these things, that you're being blessed and that you're, you're growing, really. If you're growing in your approach to social media and what you're doing when you're online because of what you're hearing on this podcast, then that's awesome. That's the point of us doing what we're doing right now. So to those of you who are saying, essentially, we're hearing you, Steve, and it's really helping me and blessing me, thank you so much for telling us that. It really does encourage us to continue doing what we're doing. And if you want to comment on this very podcast that you're hearing right now, one easy way to do that is just scroll below where you are right now online. Like I'm assuming that you're on Facebook, whether it's on my personal page on Facebook or Carolina's or on the Faith Filled Friday podcast um, Facebook page, wherever you are right now, leave a comment telling us what your thoughts are about anything that we touch upon week by week. Carolina and I dialogue every week. I love talking to her. It's fun. It's great. It's very invigorating. But the idea of having that discussion broaden beyond the two of us to the world at large, to those of you listening right now, that's even more cool, okay? Our desire is that we kind of broaden the discussion and broaden the, the dialogue so it's not just us two doing all the talking. If you're sitting there right now and you're thinking, well, I got a point I want to make. I got an opinion on this. We will respond to you because we want to talk with you about these topics. Our vision is to have a community, basically, okay, of people of like mind 
who want to be on social media and want to see it be used uh, in some good godly way when it's all said and done. So yeah, go ahead and leave comments and uh, let's keep the convo going even after the end of this episode, okay? So with that being said, let's get into it. Um, I want to talk about our social posts on Friday. Hopefully you've seen a number of them at this point. Hopefully you've seen that at this point, they're all videos. We might do still photos and images in the future, but right now they're all video. Also, they're all scripture and only scripture. They're not cute little sayings that might be true, but still not scripture. We want to use only scripture, only Bible, only what you actually can see in the Bible and not anything that we add in as our own opinion, not some kind of paraphrase of a Bible verse or idea or a passage. We want the actual word of God. And there's a reason behind that. And I want to explain to you what that is, why the posts are what they are. I'll begin by saying this. As of this recording, I've only ever uploaded video. Reason why is because there are so many studies out there that show that people are more likely to engage one way or another with video online than even a still photo or actual text. Most long posts aren't being read in totality because people mostly are scrolling, scrolling, scrolling at a breakneck speed, trying to get a pretty good idea of what their friends online are talking about and sharing and speaking about. So what tends to happen is we just scroll like crazy people all the way through our thread, trying to get as much of a broad spectrum of thoughts from many people as possible. That's how I do it anyway. So yeah, I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And what tends to happen with me and probably you too, according to the data, you will stop at something that is eye-catching, something that is like engaging. And one thing that engages greatly and massively is video. When you have actual moving pictures as opposed to one static picture, it is eye-catching. So let me get into the really important part, which is why the text that we actually use. Because that's a long story, and I think a good one, and I want to just unpack it for you so that you really have a better appreciation for those posts that we put out there on Fridays. So about a year ago, I'm on my deck, looking across the way at the tree line. The trees are thick and green. Everything is just like full of life. And in the midst of all of this is one single dead tree. And it made me think about how that's a lot of Christians, unfortunately. They are actually, whether they know it or not, whether others know it or not, maybe on the outside they're existing and surviving and thriving and what have you, but on the inside they're dead or dying. And the reason why is because the life of the Spirit, which at one point in time you got to think was more prevalent, isn't there to the degree that it used to be. Also, about a year ago, let's say 15 months or so ago, reports began to come out, and probably I'm sure they were there before this, but I began to notice reports about prominent Christian people, people that, if I mentioned their names, you would know them because they're that you know well-known by the Christian world. People of a certain kind of stature, I guess, in Christianity, 
uh, began to make announcements on social media and elsewhere about how they were questioning their faith, how they were suddenly thinking or rethinking, I guess, what they believed and why they believe it. One person even went as far as to say, um, I'm leaving the pulpit. He was a pastor. Soon after leaving the pulpit, he divorced his wife. He also uh, he renounced basically everything that he had ever said or did as a Christian. He wrote a best-selling book and basically said, the contents of the book are like junk. <laughs> I would never endorse this book today in my life. I just can't do that anymore. So for this guy, a complete and total 180 degree turnaround from who we used to be. And this happened a lot, it seemed, in this short period of time. And one Saturday night, I was reading about one of these people who has, or had, I guess, a big following and announced to their Christian following, I have questions about my faith. I'm not sure I trust God, believe in God, or love God the way that I used to in the past. Well, this individual that I am now thinking about has written numerous songs for the Christian world that we all sing. This is a person who has uh, did many videos and recordings of him and his band singing and playing. He's a, a guitar player, like myself, a worship leader, and I'm reading about how he had basically said goodbye to his, his faith. So the next day, Sunday, that story came back to me from the previous evening of this very prominent Christian singer, songwriter, worshiper, guitar player, who had said, you know what, I question my faith. And a chill ran up and down my spine because I thought to myself, this guy has done numerous times, many more times than I have in front of many more people than I have. He had done what I was doing in that moment, which was standing in front of people, playing guitar, and trying to lead people to a place through music closer to Jesus. And I don't want to open up a big can of worms here about uh, once saved, always saved. And that's a whole topic that I'm not trying to aim this discussion toward. The reason why I'm bringing this up is just to say that I began to think to myself, I think if I say one year from now, oh, absolutely, I will still be serving Jesus. I won't be like that guy. Well, what's to say that guy wasn't thinking the same thing one year earlier? So the, the picture I had in my mind later on that afternoon at home was, you know, Lord, I just want to like be like Jacob who saw the angel in Genesis. Maybe the story is familiar to you. He saw an, an angel, had a sense of like, I can't let that angel go until I get some kind of like a word, a confirmation from God through the angel that my life will be blessed. Because at the point that we're discussing in Genesis, Jacob was afraid his brother Esau would kill him for all the years of swindling and lying that uh, he had put upon his brother. And so Jacob now is thinking, I need to know that I'm going to like not die, basically, at the hands of my brother. So he, he ran to this angel, tackled the angel, and wrestled the angel and said, I'm not letting go of you until you bless me. And I don't think it's within me to have that kind of tenacity. I don't think I'm that desperate in myself for God. Right now, I feel like I am. But what's to say that one year from now, I'm thinking the same thoughts that this one guy who led worship for many, many years 
was thinking before we said, you know what, I'm going to just like walk away from the whole thing. What if one year from now I'm saying the same thing he's saying? So my prayer was just, Lord, you got to put within me that tenacity that says, I want to hang on to you for dear life because I don't want to be someone that says goodbye to you and walks away from you. Hold on to me and don't let me go. Again, I don't want this to be a discussion about once saved, always saved, because that is a whole other discussion in itself. But I did pray, you know, Lord, be like a father to me who sees a toddler and you're the father saying, okay, toddler, okay, son, come to me, come to me, come to me. And the toddler runs the other way, laughing and giggling like, no, 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 I want to be free. I want to run around some more, you know, and the father then has to go after the son, pursue the son and scoop up the son and hold on to the son and grab a hold of the son. And the son begins crying because the son wants freedom. The son wants to be free to run around and do what he wants to do. But the father's saying, nope, I want you to be here. Maybe the father sees something the son does not see, some kind of danger. You know, let's picture the son being around a pool and let's picture the son on the verge of falling into the pool. So the father runs to the son, scoops up the son and says, no, I want you to be here with me in my arms where it's safe. The son can then begin to cry and whine and moan and gripe and the whole nine yards. But the father has the son's best interests in mind, even if the son can't at the moment see that. So my prayer even now is, Lord, hold on to me during these days. If I squirm and fight and say, no, I want to be free, free me from your grip. I want him to ignore that plea <laughs> and hang on to me all the tighter, even as I squirm, even as I cry, even as I say, no, 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 let me go. Because my father knows more than me. He knows what's better for me than I know what's good for myself. And I also began to think about a year ago when all this stuff was kind of like running around in my mind. I wonder if what we need, what I personally, Steve Samuels here now, what I need in order to be someone that does not stray from the Lord, does not drift apart from him, does not run away from him when he pursues me. Maybe I need to be someone that is doing the two things that we read about in scripture as the lifeblood of a believer, which is someone that is in prayer, so a prayer life, and someone that actually is immersing themselves in the word. So in John chapter one, it says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. And that passage is basically saying that the manifestation of the word of God in human form is Jesus himself. So if you have Jesus, you have the living word of God. Anyway, I wanted all that. I want that to be what I'm doing on an ongoing basis. And if that's what I'm doing, I'm thinking my odds of actually surviving and thriving as a Christian are that much better than if I'm not in the word and I'm not in and I'm not in prayer. So back to my first point, this is why we use the text we use when we actually are doing these videos. It's one thing to read text about scripture and another thing to read scripture. You know, um, what we can do sometimes as human beings is actually take a passage and paraphrase it to make it shorter, to make it more compact, whatever, more readable, I guess. And what happens is the intent and the meaning is actually watered down because we're adding our own opinion, we're adding our own take, whatever it might be. 
So that's why when we actually use scripture, it's scripture, front to back, top to bottom, okay? We don't inject in the actual video itself our own opinion. It is a literal quotation from the scripture. This is so important to me that I wanted to make sure that if I use passages with actual quotes from scripture, I wanna make sure that I'm using it legally. And so I actually went ahead and emailed, uh, I'm not even sure who it was anymore, but I emailed somebody and asked them, what is the actual procedure to make it legal to actually um, use scripture passages in media? Because I wanted to be able to do that and not get dinged for copyrights and what have you. And so um, I emailed someone at first, they called back, they e emailed me back as well. And we began a dialogue where they explained the steps. And long story short, there are short steps, three or four steps. And also there is a fee involved, but the fee is not like crazy stupid expensive. So I said, let me actually go through all the steps, which I did. And let me also pay the fee, which I did. And now I can legally use passages from scripture and actually embed them into the videos up to a certain amount. And why do we use actual scripture? Yes, because as I said before, you know, we don't want to water it down. So we use the actual words that we see in the Bible. But also there are reports, you can find them online, that say people that say they're Christians read the Bible minimally in comparison to what they could be reading it, in comparison to say how much time they spend on, say, social media. I think I can say this and no one will call me out on it. We, in general, as Christians, spend more time in social media than we do in the Word. We, as Christians, probably, not everybody again, okay, this isn't a cross-the-board thing, but how many of us, in the morning, we get up, go for the phone, not to open our Bible app on the phone, but to open Facebook. You know what? I'm just going to say right now, that for a long time was me, because it was easy to hit that little icon, and I'll just, you know, I won't be on long. One hour later, you know, you're still on, on Facebook. And I just realized that this is wrong. So even though it took a lot of willpower to do this, I made a point of going first and foremost, not even going into a phone. And when I do go to the phone, first and foremost, it is to open my Bible app. I spend time in that in the morning. And then, okay, later on is Facebook. And I'm actually trying to even cut down on Facebook. And one, one really cool way that I eliminate my time on Facebook is to do things that are worthwhile to me, things that are building me up and giving me life in some really awesome way. Like for instance, making videos to post on social media for others to look at and be blessed by. It's funny, when I sit down from my computer to edit, for instance, podcast episodes, when I sit down and do things that have to do with Faith-Filled Friday, I don't care anymore about going on, so on social media. And I end up leaving it for days on end until I come back to it to post the video or whatever on Friday. So um, that is what I'm doing personally to stay away from social media more so than what's the case in the past. And at the same time, getting into scripture. Of course, making videos with some kind of passage in mind um, gets me reading scripture. So what's happening is I'm, I'm reading scripture and also, I'm not leaving it there, I also make videos that focus on us praying as people for what's happening today in the world and world we live in. So for instance, I made a video a while ago 
just calling us all to stop for a moment and pause and pray for our spouses. Um, one I'm going to do in the future is stop and just pray for civil unrest. Stop and pray for the upcoming election in the States. Stop and pray for one thing or another, you know, for truth to be um, paramount in this day and age because we live in a day where truth is under attack. So to make videos to cause us to kind of stop for a moment and pause for a moment and then to reflect upon a passage of scripture or to actually pray a prayer about the world we live in today. People are more likely to spend time online than they are in the Bible. So why don't we put the Bible online? Put the Bible actually on social media. So as you're scrolling and doing your thing, whatever it might be, you're seeing Bible texts. You're seeing people saying, let's pray. Let's come together now and let's uplift this one thing together in prayer, whatever topic it might be that we are touching on in that moment in the video. So hopefully that gives you an idea of what we're doing and why we're doing it. And hopefully as you look at the post and what have you, that gives you more of a desire to want to help us put these posts throughout social media. Imagine eating a, a bowl of food and there's no flavor. And then what do you do? You grab a spice, salt, pepper, whatever. And you begin to sprinkle that spice throughout your meal to give it some flavor. I want to regard these posts that we're creating as spice that you can then sprinkle throughout social media. And hopefully that will like give a new flavor and a new taste to your online experience because you're seeing posts like these. Not only Faith Filled Friday posts, but any posts from anywhere, from any source that has a similar goal in mind, which is to just put good godly thoughts and hearts and minds of people everywhere, Christians and non-Christians, okay? So that is the whole spiel of what we do and why we do it. That's the thinking behind those videos. There's a reason why they're videos, a reason why it's scriptural text, why it's only scripture. Um, we really want Christians to be more in the word Here's a good way I think of doing that, you know? So, okay, I'm going to stop now <laughs> because I don't know how to actually hit the stop button and say, I am done. But let me just say that I'm done. I think I pretty much explained the reasoning behind it all. What's your thought on that? Maybe you uh, have a thought, a comment, a question. As I said earlier on, you know, I want this to be dialogue between us and Carolina, me and Carolina, as well as you guys out there listening to this thing too. So love to hear your thoughts on this and um, love to know that you're doing something tangible to help Friday and other days as well. But definitely Friday be a day where Jesus is more represented on social media because we are making a collective conscious effort to be people that are going to deliberately position Jesus in front of people that don't know him right now so they can know him. We're going to end with prayer because we always do. And I want our prayer today to be for those who at the moment don't know Jesus, okay? That when they see faith-filled posts, when they see any posts from any source, we want them to feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit in a good way. And we want to see people that don't know Jesus be convicted to do something good, which is to open their heart up to him and to trust him during this time with their lives, to trust uh, their family and their, their finances and just the upcoming fall semester with school. We want 
people to say, Jesus, we trust you. Here's my life. Here's our lives. And we trust you with our lives and our future. So here you go. Here's my life. And so I don't think I'm going to do a long prayer because I think I kind of hit on everything just now by just sharing with you all that stuff that I just shared. So let's just pray and then I'll leave you to the rest of your day. Lord, you're good. We love you. And uh, I just pray that you will speak to hearts right now that don't know you and that you will just call them to yourself and draw them to yourself and bring them into faith and bring them into a relationship with yourself. You're good. All you do is good, uh, your word says. And I pray that people will experience you and discover you and say, you are good. You're a good God. And I want you to be my friend. I want you to be my Lord. I want you to be my Savior. I want to embrace you, embrace your life during these days that we live in. So, amen. Okay, I'm going to end it right there because my goal is to actually have these things be done in about a half an hour or so. And I know it'll be real close to that. And so let me just get out of here right now and leave it to your day. Hope to hear from you soon, guys. Next time around, we'll hear from Carolina as well. Until then, take care and see you soon.